2: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: Okay, everyone, let's do this. Welcome to a new episode of What's New in History? The future's a mystery, but what's new in history? And what is new in history? So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about a groundbreaking study... On the early Maya civilization and focus on how LIDAR technology has provided new insights into the regional, sociographic, and political organization of this area in Guatemala called the Mirador Calcamul Karst Basin. And like I said, that's in Guatemala. And so we're going to talk about LIDAR today too, because I think there's some confusion on that, because I know I was confused, and so that's. Sort of how this episode came about, too. So, again, the study we're discussing today is actually called LIDAR Analysis in the Contiguous Mirador-Calakmul Karst Basin, Guatemala. An Introduction to New Perspectives on Regional Early Maya Socioeconomic and Political Organization. Whew! That is actually the name of the title. There's some other... I actually had found another article from more of a mainstream, you know, outlet... And but this is the the study that they use. So we I use this one for our podcast here. But I will p I'll post that, but I'll post the easier ones as well in the show notes. Uh this research was conducted by a team of archaeologists and they use LIDAR to map and analyze this area in Guatemala. And this was home to several um major early Maya cities. And this is um this is pre but we'll get into that. So and if you're not familiar with LiDAR, we're going to talk about it. Actually, that's what we're going to start talking about um, because, like I said, I think there's some confusion. It stands for Light Detection and Ranging. So if you see it spelled, it's like L with a small I and then a capital D-A-R. And so it uses light. It's a remote sensing technology that uses laser light and to measure distances And it creates, like, really highly accurate three-dimensional maps of the surface. Um, It's become an invaluable tool for archaeologists. And more and more in recent years, um, they can uncover hidden structures and, you know, gain new insights into all kinds of stuff. Especially in places like, you know, where the Maya civilization was, which is not like in Egypt, which is a nice desert and it's easy to dig in and find stuff. It's, you know, buried under lots of forests. So, so that brings us to the question: Does lidar see underground? I mean, I kind of thought it did. I was sort of confused until I did the research for this. So now you guys are going to be in the know as well. So, like I said, it uses laser light to measure distances, and it generates a high-resolution map of the Earth's surface. Also, the, it's mapped the Moon surface and Mars surface. So you get the idea. It's actually, so it has been used to map the planets and moons of our solar system. So it's definitely an effective tool for mapping surface features, but it actually cannot see underground. So I, um, I'm i in this podcast group, and there's only a few of us in this certain meeting, and I asked... Um, hey, what do you guys know about LIDAR? Does it see underground? And uh, pretty much the consensus was that everybody kind of thought it sees underground. But it doesn't really see underground. To study underground structures, other methods are usually used, like ground-penetrating radar. So they that uses radio waves and not light. So, hmm, isn't LIDAR and ground-penetrating radar the same thing? No, they aren't. And so we're going to get into that. So, But then how do archaeologists use LIDAR to see what's under the ground? Because I just said it doesn't see what's under the ground, right? But I'm going to tell you about this whole study where we were like, wow, I can't believe all this stuff we just found with LIDAR. So the thing is archaeologists don't use LIDAR to directly see what's under the ground because it's not capable of penetrating the ground. It's light. Um, However, it's a really, really, really valuable tool for archaeologists to detect and map the surface features, which can provide clues about what's under the ground, structures, artifacts, things like that. It's um, especially useful to detect subtle variations in elevation. And that can be, you know, that can show that there's something buried underneath it. It's so like, for example, the presence of mounds and ditches and like other landscape features that can suggest human activity, even if they're not immediately visible to the naked eye. The LIDAR can detect like, like say, uh, where there was a foundation, it can sort of detect that it's different there. But you wouldn't have necessarily saw that if you were walking over looking at it looking at it. So you while you're not going to see the whole city that's buried under there, you see that there's stuff under there. And as you will see, they can really, using, you know, analysis to see what is under there. So what they're called is digital elevation models. So they create these high resolution digital elevation models, and they can the archaeologists can analyze um, the data and they could identify potential areas of interest. It helps them focus their excavation on, you know, to where they're the highly a higher likelihood of, you know, something being under the ground there, some major ar- archaeological finds. And the, But the really cool thing is, and this is why it's used especially like in forests, is the laser pulses in LIDAR, they can penetrate the vegetation to some extent. And allows them to map the ground beneath a tree cover. So, it, and it actually doesn't actually see through the forest canopy. Lighter doesn't, like, see even through the leaves and stuff. But it sees between the cracks and everything in the leaves. Like, it's not pitch black on the ground underneath, you know, a forest. Things grow under there, too. It's dark. But, you know, there's little cracks in the leaves. And you can, you know, look between them, basically. I mean, talking, you know, like, especially like where this study is and other ones, I mean, we're talking like thick, dense vegetation where, you know, even if you were walking there on the ground, you wouldn't even see these things. Some of the stuff is could just be there, you know, literally there. You just can't see it because it's in a, you know, remote area in the jungles. And it's been done, like, LIDAR, you know, even not long ago. And I, I didn't even realize this. I found out from doing this study, um, studying for this podcast that – um for example, the temple complex at Angkor Wat was found to have a lot more hidden under it at the surface than what we see today. That's like 2010. So that's a while ago, 13 years um, from the day that this podcast is being recorded. And of course, the find we're talking about today is in Guatemala and southern Mexico, which is also very, that area is very heavily forested. So this is happening more and more because the technology improves and becomes cheaper as things like this do. I was watching a video about another area in the Amazon, because maybe we'll do something on that sometime. In the Amazon, they found, like, they thought everybody was just real primitive hunter-gatherers, and now they've found some amazing sites in different parts of the Amazon. And I was going to use it for this episode, but it's just too much. So, but in that video, the man was talking about how they used to have to use, you know, airplanes. And, you know, not everybody flies an airplane. But now, and the LiDAR could be fitted to drones. And, you know, a lot of guys could fly, and girls, women, men, could fly drones. So, you know, without having to hire a pilot and you got a LiDAR system, you could you could do a lot of damage. Remember I said that they mapped uh, the moon and Mars, so obviously they didn't use a drone and an airplane for that. And you could also hook LiDAR to a satellite. So, yeah, the price is coming down. Like, right now, an airborne LiDAR system can range... I'd say coming down, they could range from 50000 to over a million dollars, depending on the specifications. I mean, personally, if I had millions of dollars, I'd buy a LiDAR system and it'd map everything. <laughs> We'd have the best podcasts ever. But, I mean, you could also pay a LiDAR service provider. So, like, I looked it up, a rough estimate. Um, they can cost you anywhere from 500 to $2,000 per square kilometer. I mean, this this varies based on all kinds of things When I was looking up, you know, all kinds of, you know, is it on a drone, is it on an airplane, all these things. But still, even up to $2,000 a square kilometer, it's not out of the, you know, it's a lot cheaper than bringing in a whole archaeological team, digging everything up and finding nothing.
2: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss.
3: You know, so so the thing is about lidar. So the important thing to note is that lidar can help archaeologists locate potential sites of interest. And like I said, they still need to use other methods, like ground-penetrating radar or traditional excavation, to you know explore. The actual sub surface structures, you know, dig them out, look at them, and then even take some of them away. Obviously, you can't take anything away with radar or LIDAR. You still got to dig it up if you want to get at it. So, but like, so then, like, what's the difference between LIDAR and ground penetrating radar, you ask? Well, you got came to the right place. Ground penetrating radar is also sometimes abbreviated GPR, which Stands for ground penetrating radar, obviously. So lidar and ground penetrating radar—they're both remote sensing technologies, and archaeologists use them both. Other, you know, they're not just for archaeologists either. Geo- geologists use them, and you know, they use it for space exploration. The, the lidar, obviously, and they seem similar, but they're definitely different. They have distinct differences in how they work. So. Like we said lidar is particularly effective at mapping the surface features it can map the vegetation the typography and for archaeologists we can see kind of what's underground and you know it penetrates the heavy forests you know and it's so it's for example our topic for the day in Guatemala the lidar worked perfectly which you'll see so now, ground-penetrating radar, on the other hand, that uses electromagnetic waves, and it detects the subsurface structures and features. What it does is it emits a high-frequency radio wave into the ground, and then they bounce off different layers and objects between the beneath the surface, and then they return to an antenna. LiDAR bounces light off of everything. Um, the time it takes for the waves to travel and the variations in the signal strength it provides information about the depth, the size, and the composition of what's under the ground. And LIDAR is a similar but doesn't do it under the ground, and it uses light. It The time that the light takes to come back, it calculates, and that's how they can tell you know, what's there. Um, most cases, GPR systems, ground-penetrating radar, are designed to be portable, and they're operated right on the ground. So the antenna is attached to a cart. With wheels, or it could be a sled, which is manually pushed or pulled across the survey area. It needs to be in contact with the ground, and so this allows the operator to collect the data and keeping it, you know, in contact with the ground to get good measurements. For like a more challenging area or maybe a bigger area, these systems could be mounted on vehicles or towed behind them, and you could get a faster data collection like that. But you won't get as good of resolution. So. For, for archaeologists, I'm pretty sure they mostly push them. I've seen guys where they look like they're mowing the lawn. They have to push back and forth with these sleds or these or type of things. Now, you could um, install a ground-penetrating radar on a low-flying aircraft or a drone, but it's much less common, and it's not really used in archaeology because, for one thing, you need to maintain a consistent distance from the ground. So, I mean, you could kind of do that with a drone, but... Like they, I guess they use them for like mapping ice thickness and things like that in polar regions, but they fly with a GPR, but not really in archaeology, not yet, anyway. I mean, because here, like I said, when we were in my podcasting group, we're thinking, now oh, you just fly this ground penetrating radar over and ba boom, you could see everything. And believe me, you see a lot, but if you could actually fly the ground penetrating radar over that and then, you know, see everything that's under everything, that would be amazing. So just like think about that. And I honestly, I I do think that'll happen someday. Like, you know, we're just getting more and more technologically advanced and things become cheaper. So, I mean, imagine if, I don't know, drones could fly all over the whole world and, you know, penetrate, ground penetrate, radar everything, like automatically we could see like everything or satellites. I mean, I don't know. That would be amazing. So, like I said, LIDAR and the GPR are used in a range of applications for archaeologists, and their specific strengths and weaknesses, you know, make them better for certain things. So, like, LIDAR is employed to identify sites by mapping the surface features and then detecting the subtle changes in elevation, which can predict the presence of buried structures. Not predict, indicate. I should use the word indicate better than predict. And this is really valuable in areas where traditional survey methods are challenging, to say the least. I mean, could you imagine trying to dig, dig in the, you know, thick rainforest? Just – I couldn't imagine. Just – if the, I mean, I have enough time, trouble digging through my grass in my yard. I couldn't imagine digging an archaeological site through a jungle. But anyway, the – a lot of times, if they could get an area, they can, you know, you could lidar an area, and then you could GPR it. Say it was like in a farmer's field or in a, in a you know a major road or something like that, and you kind of found out that there was something amazing under there. We also couldn't, you know, dig up the road. I mean, us historians we'd probably love it if they dig up everything, but a lot of people are not real happy about that. We gotta dig up this road to dig something up from three thousand BC. That, that could cause a lot of trouble. So, that pretty much sums up the difference between LIDAR and ground-penetrating radar. So, just remember, there are two different things, and now you know. So, let's dive into the details of the study of this area, of the Maya area in Guatemala and southern Mexico. But first, should we have a word from our sponsor, Marduk's Mattress Emporium? That's right, Marduk's Mattress Emporium is having a sale. They wanted me to let you know they're having a big sale on all their mattresses, and they just wanted to know you to know that if you want to make love like a god, you need to try out Marduk's Mattress Emporium. Thanks for sponsoring the show, guys. So again, let's dive into the details of this study. This area, which I'm going to try to stop pronouncing is a region in northern Guatemala and southern Mexico, and it was once home to several of the early Maya cities, including El Mirador, Nacbi, and Calakmul. And these cities are part of the pre-classic period of Maya civilization, and that lasted from around 2000 B.C. up to 250 C.E. And so this is sign in the area range of our podcast, too. And this region is characterized by limestone topography, which includes a lot of sinkholes, caves, underground rivers, all kinds of stuff like that. And um, in this study, the researchers used the LIDAR to map over 2,100 square kilometers of the, this area. So they got a stunning array, is the words that they used in the article, of ancient structures and features. And among them were large cities, smaller settlements, agricultural terraces, water management systems, and the one that amazes me is the causeways, which is like a highway. Some of them are raised. They're amazing. Okay, and with that causeways comment, it's something that's so amazing to me. And I feel like I may not be able to do this, the rest of this podcast, justice. So I'm going to call friend, another podcaster, someone who hasn't been on the show before, but someone a lot of you may have, may know. So I'm actually pretty excited about having him help me with this episode, next episode. So I'm sorry, I'm going to leave you a little bit of a cliffhanger. You know about LIDAR now and the difference between that and ground penetrating radar. So if you could just wait a couple of weeks, we're going to finish this episode and discuss what was found with this amazing LiDAR study. And we will have a very, very special guest. Okay, so let's try to give him a buzz.